Welcome to Javelin, and the episode entitled, Forest Fires and Smoke. Mary Beth Carden was an early riser, and that may have saved her life, and the life of her husband Scott and their cat Tuku. They lived in Gates, Oregon, and the smell of smoke had been their unwanted, constant companion for days. So when they went to bed, with the odor of the distant beachy creek fire in the air, they weren't worried. But when Mary Beth got up before dawn the next morning, the smoke smelled much stronger. She went out into the living room and could see an orange coming through the curtains. When she pulled them back, the entire hillside next to their vehicles was completely engaged with fire. Frantically, she said to her husband, Scott, get up. And he did. He put Tuku in the cat carrier and they ran. Their house was perched on a 50-foot cliff above the Santium River. Mary Beth had taken a switchback trail to the water below, but by the time Scott and Tuku got to the trail, fire blocked their path. And so he and Tuku did the only thing they knew. They jumped off the cliff. A branch broke their fall, and Scott shimmied down the rest of the way to meet Mary Beth at the water's edge. They waded out to a log jutting out from the opposite bank. They were sitting there and they could see a wall of flames. It was up the river as far as they could see, and as far down the river as they could see on both sides. And it was such a weird thing to be sitting there, shivering with flames in every direction. Each bank was on fire. So, soaking wet and battered by 40 mile an hour winds, the log became a refuge for Scott and Mary Beth. And after a bit, she started singing a song. Embers were falling, and Scott had to throw water onto the log to keep it from burning. Tuku the cat, as is often the case with pets, did the opposite of what you might think he would do. He fell asleep in his carrier. A big tree that hung above their refuge went up in flames and threatened to topple onto them. So they waded upstream found a little bit of unburned shore, and waited for the sun to rise. When day finally broke, they realized they were directly below their house. Scott grabbed a tree root to hoist himself up, and climbing until he had reached the top of the cliff, there was their house. Or not even a house, just a, a blank spot. Scott helped Mary Beth and the cat up. And they just stared at that spot, at what they'd lost and what they'd held on to. Scott says, we just looked at each other. For the first time since we had run out of the house, it felt like, you know, 
I was pretty sure we were going to be alive. Scott Johnson, his wife Mary Beth Carden, and yes, Tuku finally made it to rescuers. would like to take you to another forest fire if I may. Pilot Ray Bell nervously paced the hospital waiting room. He'd never gotten involved with a total stranger like this before and the feeling was predictably uncomfortable. After a bit, the doctor strode in. You flew the patient here to Santa Fe? he asked. Ray nodded in the affirmative. You got him here just in time, the doctor continued. He's got some bad burns there. We could use more pilots like you for medical emergencies in remote areas. But would the burn victim recover? Ray wanted to know. The doctor glanced at the floor, then back at Ray and asked, do, do you live nearby? Ray answered that it was near enough. The doctor promised to keep him apprised of the patient's condition. Two men shook hands and they parted. It was days before Ray got the call from the hospital. The situation was still touch and go. The burns were healing, but the burn victim was not eating. If he did not start eating soon, he would die. I'd like to try something, the doctor told Ray. I'd like to get him out of the hospital and get him home. Ray explained that the patient's home had been burned to the ground. There was no known next of kin. The doctor mentioned that he understood that, but that he was hoping for something else. He said, I, I was hoping perhaps you? It took a few moments for Ray to comprehend what the doctor was suggesting, that he take the patient into his own home to recuperate. But to the doctor's quiet astonishment, Ray did not say no. He said instead that he would ask his wife, and he did. They surprised each other by agreeing to accept the responsibility. And for days thereafter, Ray and his wife and their daughter, who was aged four, nursed and encouraged the patient. And thus, the cared-for patient began to eat and recovered. But there's more to the story. You see, the Santa Fe Hospital to which Ray Bell transported that burn victim in May of 1950 was a veterinarian hospital. Because you see, the home that had burned down was a forest a forest in the Capitan Mountains of New Mexico. Left to fend for himself in that incinerated wasteland, the patient's only hope had been Ray Bell, a pilot, and a warden for the state's department of fish and game, whose family took up where the veterinarian had left off.
the patient would die. But 26 years later, of old age, at a coveted spot in Washington, D.C., the patient was buried in the historical park in New Mexico, which was already named for him. For at the suggestion of game warden Ray Bell, the victim he rescued became a living symbol of a worthy cause, and that symbol lives on even today. For once far back in the mountains of the American Southwest, Ray Bell and his wife and daughter, and only they, stood between an innocent victim and oblivion. But only you, they would say, can prevent such tragedies such as forest fires. And that message, adopted by the National Forest Services, became real, illustrated by the homeless victim whimpering in a smoldering woodland, clinging to the branch of a charred tree, an orphaned bear cub, whom the world came to know as Smokey the Bear. You heard it on Jabber. Please subscribe wherever you are listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That helps us so very much. Also, if you'd like to reach out to the show, you can reach us by emailing jabberpodcast at gmail.com. That's J-A-B-R podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for listening.